We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is October 17th. It's 2019, which means we're going to be talking some week seven fantasy football. Um, interesting. 11 game main slates on DraftKings and a 12 game main slate over there on fantasy draft. And I'm joined this week by my good buddy making his return to the podcast. Will Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Uh, what a time to be alive. Pretty pumped to uh Come on and do the pod. Uh, no, I've been been going a while, but um, hey, nevertheless, we're back and we are ready to get rolling. And let's see what we can do to to help everyone uh, make a little money this week, man. So definitely pumped to uh, to, to get back on the grind. All right, so. Um, obviously, I'm excited to have you back. I love working with you. I've missed you this football season. Um, you know, we've we've had some really good success football last year, so looking to translate that and um hey it's only week seven we got a lot of weeks left to talk football so yeah basketball around the corner plenty of stuff that's going on here so uh excited to have you back if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com sign up through the roto grinders links that way you get three months of roto grinders premium for fantasy draft um i talked about this on monday's podcast if you were one of the top three finishers in the free roll that we ran last week with fantasy draft Make sure you reach out to me. Um, want to get you guys your T-shirts. So if you haven't already, reach out to me. One of you guys have already done it. Um, two more people need to reach out to me. So, um, so yeah, make sure you reach out. Uh, they have their $300,000 Hooters main event this weekend. And uh, just take advantage of this rake-free contest. It's awesome. Rake-free DFS on Fantasy Draft. I've saved over $1,500 in football season and rake um, on Fantasy Draft. So, again – they have everything. When you're looking at double ups, when you're looking at smaller entry tournaments, single entry tournaments, they have everything. So take advantage, get your membership. The membership pays for itself in one week of playing over there. So take advantage of it. Check out Fantasy Draft. Save your rake and, um, you know, take advantage and play over there. So let's jump into this main slate. I talked about the Thursday night football game on the Wednesday podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, we're just going to do 
the main slate here. Um, so we're going to get started with my Miami Dolphins. My Dolphins heading to Buffalo. They're big dogs here. It's a 40-and-a-half total. Buffalo's favored by 16-and-a-half in this game. Will, anybody here on the Miami side that you like? Oh, man, not really, man. I was, I was looking over this game. I just I – don't, I don't think I can play anymore for Miami. I hate to come out of the gates with a patented no, but uh, I, I mean, man, I just, I just can't do it. I, I, I actually do think they're going to score a touchdown to this game. I don't think uh, the Bills are going to just shut them out. Obviously, we think the Bills' defense is going to be great this, this week, but um, with Fitz Magic back there, I just don't see him being shut out completely. So I feel like I should like Preston Williams. I mean, he's got most of the target share in this offense at, at 20% or so. But outside of him, and I'm probably not going to play him either. So the whole Miami offense is, is just going to be a pass. I, hope, I just hope that Fitzmagic doesn't burn me for 300 yards and three touchdowns. I hope so. Not I, I want him to lose. So I'm all about – I'm a Dolphins fan, and I just want them to keep losing. I will say – that in large field tournaments, I do have some like interest in Devontae Parker. One thing that we've seen so far with Fitzpatrick, when he's at quarterback, he locks in on, on Devontae Parker. So last week, he right when they got in the red zone, he started throwing the ball to Parker. Parker got the touchdown late in that game. Parker's cheap across the industry. It's a large field tournament play only. Um, but at his price, where he's priced – if we do get this Green Bay chalk that we're looking like we're going to get this weekend, he's just an interesting tournament option. Um, Fitzmagic's going to chuck. Like, that, that's going to happen. They're going to be down in this game. He's going to chuck. So, um, Buffalo side of things, well, obviously the defense is in play because it's Fitzmagic and he's going to chuck. And then, like, the Buffalo Bills have a 28-and-a-half implied total here. Um, what do we like here for Buffalo? Man, how do you not like Josh Allen this week? I, I don't think we've got too much ownership out right now, but you got to think he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks on the week. Um, you know, I'm kind of going back to just the bare basics of, of DFS for me in football. And just starting with that first look and looking at DVOA, I mean, across the board, the Bills just have a phenomenal matchup, you know, run, pass, overall. So, I mean, Josh Allen for me, man, he, he's, he's the top player on the slate for me. I, I like him over everybody this week. Um, you know, we know he's going to throw the ball. We know he's got the rushing ability. And so I think those two things combined with him playing against Miami, I, I, you got to think he's going to put up a, a massive score here. Uh, pairing him up, obviously, with John Brown. Ironically, when I looked at this today, now this is something that caught me off guard. Cole Beasley is, has a 25% share along with John Brown, but we just know that John Brown has uh, the upside potential. So John Brown's a guy I really like. Uh, and if you're really, really dumpster diving, um, you know, I, I, I think Frank Gore could easily get two touchdowns in this game. I don't, I don't like Frank Gore. He's not a player I'm, I'm excited about. But, you know, a little, a little bit of Miami revenge from last year. Maybe, maybe they handed off to him on the goal line. He kind of stumbles in for two TDs. But, you know, uh, as far as the top of, top of my lineup this week, Josh Allen, John Brown, uh, no way I don't get those guys in my lineup. Just no way. Yeah, the only concern that I have with Gore this weekend, it sounds like Singletary is going to play. Um, so, if we look back to weeks one and two when they were kind of just you know splitting tar like splitting snaps, um, that that's my only concern. And I will say like it's a fantastic matchup. 
where I would play those guys more on like a FanDuel or Yahoo half point PPR touchdown Sweet. equity type sites. Um, Frank Gore probably finds the paint here. Let, let's be honest. Um, he always does. But yeah, I love John Brown here. I think Dawson, Dawson Knox is a really interesting tournament pit play. If you don't want to have all your exposure Allen to Brown, maybe throw a couple Allen to Knox teams in there. Just because when we're looking at it, Miami's terrible in general. They're, they're terrible against every aspect about everything. They're <laughs> 31st in DVOA against tight ends. Um, they're, they're terrible against tight ends too. So, you know, Knox is a guy that his targets have been pretty – pretty stable from three to five a week the snaps have been going up each week um so i, I think dawson knox is a tournament throw um at, at tight end this week but yeah josh allen he's a top end quarterback this week i don't know if i like him more than i like kyler murray but i do like like he's gonna be in my player pool and i don't typically play a lot of quarterbacks but allen would be in there this week for sure Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, 47 total. Indy's favored by one in this game. Um, Will, at some point, DeAndre Hopkins is going to start scoring touchdowns. Like, everything we look at as far as stats go suggests that there's no reason that we shouldn't be playing him every week outside the fact that he's just not scoring touchdowns. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, when you're looking on DraftKings, I mean, he's 7,800. I mean, the guy had 12 targets last week. He just had nine catches for 55 yards. If he catches a touchdown, I mean, that, that takes that total up over 20 to 22. If he catches two touchdowns, now now you're looking at almost 30 fantasy points. And and that's with him catching nine passes for 55 yards. You know the 100-yard game is coming soon. Uh, you know he's going to start catching touchdowns. It's just a matter of time. I'm just he's a guy that I think you just give the Julio treatment. I mean, Julio went through a spell like this last year, if I'm not mistaken, where early in the year he was, you know, just really he had a lot of yards, a lot of catches, no touchdowns. And, and that's kind of the same scenario I see here with Newt Hopkins. So I, I think he's a top player on the board. You just play him um, just because you know he's going to get the volume. I mean, there are other guys around him, you know, Devontae Adams, who obviously – May, may it's probably not going to play. I mean, he could play, but you, know, you got Cooper Cup there. But I, you know, you got Michael Thomas against Chicago. I think New Hopkins is just—he's he, a great play this week. I like Will Fuller as well, but Hopkins for sure top play on the board. Um, and and also don't forget about our good friend uh, that's that was written off there. Mr. Carlos Hyde had a big game last week, got in the end zone over 100 yards rushing. Not not particularly expecting that this week. Uh, but I still think he can find the end zone. He's actually been really efficient this year compared to what we're used to seeing. So he's another guy I think if you're, if you're mass multi-entering, you get a little sprinkle of him in there in the event he has another big game. Uh, was that high? Is that who you said? Yeah, yeah. Like, Carlos, my, my head, my headphones, man. Um, oh, yeah, man, Hyde's, Hyde's carries 21 and 26 over the last two weeks. Um not really involved in the passing game. They're looking like they're going to use Duke Johnson in the passing game. But Carlos Hyde has become the lead back here. Um, yeah. No no secret about it. He's still cheap on some sites, too. Like, he's 4700 on DraftKings. I, I think the price is still where we want to jump on Carlos Hyde. Um, I missed the boat on him last week. I really wish that I had listened to some people that were trying to talk me on to him. But completely just over – over listened and did not want to play him but I, I think his price even at 8500 over there on fantasy draft this is a week you look at Carlos Hyde um Man, Indianapolis Colts 
Can I give one more plug, too, for the Texans? I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm no, so you're fine. Smart. Dude, listen, Darren Fells, too cheap. Uh, too cheap alert. I mean, he's, he's – oh, God, so cheap this week. Um, you know, I, he's not getting the, the volume of some of our upper echelon tight ends. But, I mean, at this price, man, at 3100 I, I think he's got to be in your player pool. I mean, he had seven targets last week. Mind you, that was against Kansas City. He had six against the Chargers. I just – I think he's a guy you sprinkle in. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, the Colts are allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends this season. So, I uh, like the Fells call there. A lot of different ways you can go with Houston. This game, a lot of potential in this game in general. I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games on the weekend. Uh, was kind of thrown off by this total not being um, over 50. But I'll take advantage of a total at 47 if people are not going to play it as one of the higher totals. So, um, on the Colts side of things, T.Y. Hilton's expected to play here. Expected to be a full go. Um, you know, week five, T.Y. Hilton played 84% of the snaps. Um, kind of right in line what he's been playing this season. So, I, I expect him to be a full go here. Um, Marlon Mack. Obviously, those are your top two uh, like targets here. But, like, T.Y. Hilton at home on the turf, we know what to do with T.Y. Hilton in this matchup. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, no need to fade T.Y. Hilton. I don't, I don't know what it is. And, you know, I, I haven't went gone through the analytical data and watched the film. But, you know, it's just in my head. T.Y. just typically – if I feel like he destroys Houston. I'm hoping I'm not misreading that, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Ty, get him in your lineup. So he, he's you know he's definitely a prime time target. Um, he's had a couple already had at least one two touchdown game this year, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so you know, I think in terms of game script or a game stack, if this becomes a shootout, uh, you got to think he's going to be heavily involved, and they'll kind of get away from Marlon Mack. I like Marlon Mack this week, but uh, definitely if I'm, I'm playing this team. You know, T.Y. is definitely going to be a favorite of mine. And I, I don't mind a little Eric Ebron either. Um, he, he doesn't have the same target share uh, like he did last year with Luck. Um, but they're going to use him around the red zone. And, I mean, you know, he's a guy. He could have, you know, three catches for, you know, 20 yards and two touchdowns. And I think that's that's the upside. But I think that's what you're looking for when you roster a guy like him. So Ebron is another guy you know, I have on my list as well in terms of, you know, affordable tight ends. If you want to get off of what what I, what it's looking like from everything I've read is the Evan Ingram job. There you go. Uh, Evan Ingram is going to be very popular this week. Um, no doubt about it. Arizona against tight ends. They just say hey, you can play tight ends against us, but high volume tight ends against Arizona is definitely a thing. But um T.Y. Hilton's a cash game play for me this week, like 5,900 on DraftKings. Like, I probably will end up playing him in cash at that point. Um, so, love T.Y. Hilton. Um, touchdowns in, in each of the first three games. That Kansas City game, you know, I, I did not score. But, uh, again, like, I'm, I'm not too concerned there. So, uh, moving on, we got um, one of my favorite games on the weekend. I think it's going to be a lot of people's favorite game. It's Arizona at New York, uh, 49.5 total. The Giants are now favored by three in this game. Um, it came out today that Barkley is expected back. Ingram is expected back. Um, Shepard probably not going to play. Still in concussion protocol. It's his second concussion of the year. Um, I think we're not going to see him for a couple weeks. But I love this game, Will. When we're looking at this game from a fantasy perspective, Arizona plays so fast. Yes. There's so many options in Arizona that you can target. 
it sounds like Kirk is going to play this week. Uh, this game screams shootout, and uh, let's start with the Arizona side. Yeah, man, let's start there, Steve. I think you brought up a, an outstanding point, man. Arizona playing at uh, the fastest pace in the league right now. Um, I mean, man, they're getting out. They run a lot of plays. It's no different than the college offense um, that, that they've been running. And I just – you, you know it's going to be a lot of plays on both sides. And that, that's what we're looking for. Uh, I, I think Larry Fitzgerald's a cash game play this week. I know he hasn't – you know, gotten in the end zone, I think, since week one or something like that. Uh, but him and David Johnson, I mean, these guys are eating. Even, even if Kirk is bad, I mean, this is the David Johnson we've been waiting to see. While I know he isn't having the rushing yards, man, I mean, these, these targets, eight, five, 11, nine, just the last four games, that's what we're looking for. I mean, even the last game, eight targets, 68 yards, one touchdown, uh, uh, five targets, three catches, 65 yards, I mean, this, this is what we're looking for. The game against Seattle, 11 targets, 8 catches, 99 yards. I just – I don't see how I don't play David Johnson this week uh, in this, this, I mean, just outstanding matchup against a Giants defense that's, that's going to hold them back uh, until they get some more pieces. So, I mean, those two guys for me, uh, Johnson and, and Fitzgerald, really like those guys. I know they're throwing to a lot of receivers, but I still think Fitz – uh, is, is one of the better ones on this team. And if he can, you know, throw that big body in the end zone and catch a touchdown, I think you'll be looking at a great day from him. So uh, those two guys, along with Kyler Murray, my, my top three plays. Yeah, Kyler Murray, just his floor is just absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Not only are they playing a ton of plays, they're moving the ball a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. He's been a lot more efficient. Like, he, he was, he completed 73% of his passes last week against Atlanta. He looked fantastic. Um, threw for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he – and, like, he added 30 yards rushing. Like, yeah. the fact that, like, we're getting some rushing, the attempts for the rushing, he has at least eight rushing attempts now in three of the last four games. So, this is a game – like, Vegas thinks, likes the Giants here, and it's just one of those things where if they like the Giants, then I'm potentially getting Arizona playing from behind, and I like that even more uh, for all the reasons that you said. The targets to the running backs, targets to Fitzgerald. Um, if Kirk plays, I think he's in play. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, lot of options. And then when we go to the Giants side of things, like we're getting a, a top-end running back back here with Barkley. No Christian McCaffrey on the slate this week. So, like, we don't have that, like, auto play of Christian McCaffrey this week. Uh, we really haven't seen Barkley – with Daniel Jones a lot. So it'd be interesting to see how many people trust Barkley, first of all, and how many people pay for the highest price running back on the slate. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, if you think points are going to be scored in this game, I don't, I don't think this is a hot take, but I, 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 do you think Golden Tate's going to get overlooked in this offense this week? I, I think he is because I think everybody's going to Ingram and Barkley, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I think the increase in Tate's price might keep people off, but he, he's coming off of a game where he put up 25. I, I don't think people are going to overlook it too much. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. He's 5,800. I mean, we know, you know, he, he's kind of been a PPR monster. Got nine targets in that game. Mind you, I know there was no Ingram. I know there was no Barkley. But in a game where I think it's, it's going to be fast-paced, a lot of scoring, um, I mean, I think those three guys – are going to soak up all of the passing yards. I, I don't see the passing yards going anywhere else besides those three guys unless someone luck boxes a touchdown. So, um, you know, he's a guy kind of 
I, I don't play the ownership game too much because I try to go through my process a, a different way and look at that last. But he's a guy I kind of have penciled that I want to see the ownership on him as it comes out and, and just kind of see where it's at compared to uh, Ingram and, and Saquon. If it if it's like half half of what they have, let's say you got to think Ingram's coming in at thirty plus percent this week. Saquon's probably going to be twenty five percent. If he's in that 10, 11% range, I would really, really pound the drum on that and really go overweight if, if I was multi-entry. So he's a guy I've got my finger on. Yeah, like I like Ingram a lot, um, but if he's going to be really popular, like the problem with like fading Ingram is he's such a high-volume tight end. Like he has 25% of the target share here. Like yep. that's the, the biggest issue. And like if we look back, like Rhett Ellison had seven targets last week with no Ingram. Like – like the backup tight ends getting seven targets. So like yeah. Ingram is, he's just in a fantastic spot here. I think a lot of people are going to be on him um, for good reason. Barkley, he's expensive, but I think he's very much in play. As far as the wide receivers go, um, Tate's obviously the guy, but I, I think Darius Slayton in large field tournaments, nobody's going to play him here because nope. Ingram's coming back. Barkley's coming back. Um, Darius Slayton has some tournament appeal here. Just, if you're game stacking this game, you want to stack it a couple different ways. Uh, I think you you have to get one or two teams with Darius Slayton if you're if you're stacking it, and I, I know I will be. So, um, we move on. Oakland at Green Bay. It's a 46 and a half total. Uh, a lot of question marks surrounding Green Bay heading into this game, but they're still five and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you like here for Oakland? Well, I mean, if if we think if we really think the Packers are going to be giving up yards and getting gassed. I mean, you got to think you, you got to like Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, at 5K, he's not he, – he may get one target, if any. Uh, but, you know, you got to think he's going to get 17 to 20 carries. Uh, and if they drop the ball down the field, if they're anywhere remotely near the goal line, they're going to give him the ball. So, I, I think he's a guy that, that we can look at. Um, but he's about the only guy missing. I mean, Darren Waller, I, I think – is another guy that, that's high volume for, for, for a lot less. Obviously, they're facing a pretty good defense this week. You know, may, maybe everybody wants to play the big contract narrative. I got a notification from ESPN or uh, – I can't remember where I saw it, but, you know, he just ain't an extension for $9 million a year. So, you know, if, if, if you guys are in the narrative street and you're thinking, hey, big contract narrative, maybe they're going to feed him the ball a little bit more in the passing game. You know, he's a guy that's that's really, really got a lot of targets. Uh, you know, most of the targets share this offense. So, he's a guy I think – I think he's a good pivot away from from uh, from Ingram, especially with what I'm reading is about a 28% share of the uh, of the targets in this offense. So, I, he, he's a guy I really like, even in a tough spot against Green Bay. Yeah, matchup or not, the volume is there. He's going to get targets. Uh, he's 4,700. 4, um, I love Josh Jacobs this week. Like, we have seen so far, Green Bay is like, you can run all you want against us, but you're not going to throw against us. Um, and I love funnel defenses for certain reasons, and this is one of those reasons. Josh Jacobs, in the London game before the before their bye week, had 26 carries. Um, if he's going to continue to get this work, we've seen DeAndre Washington and Richard get a little bit of work, but really um, right before the bye week, it was Josh Jacobs show um, getting red zone carries, everything we want um, out of a running back. So he just, he torched Chicago. The Chicago run defense is much better than the green Bay run defense. So I like Josh Jacobs. I like Waller. 
if we get uh, news that the gazelle is going to play, I think Tyrell Williams is always in play. He's the number one wide receiver. He's not priced like it. Um, he's always in play. Um, it, it's just a really, really tough matchup. Um, much rather play like Jacobs. And then on the Green Bay side, it's just a huge, giant question mark. Um, <laughs> I don't think Devontae Adams plays. I don't either. You know, he has not practiced since he had the turf toe injury. It's a matchup against Oakland in Green Bay. I don't think they need him to play. Scantling is hurt. Allison has a concussion. It yep. popped up that Jimmy Graham did not practice um, with an ankle injury. Yep. There's a lot of question marks from a Monday night football game that will probably not get answered until Friday or Saturday. Will, let's just try to break this down, and you can kind of point out guys that might benefit, might not, who you like, and stuff like that. Well, in this particular case, man, I actually had the pleasure to watch that Monday night football game. And, uh, you know, I saw that they were kind of cruising along, cruising along. Uh, I was very disappointed in the refs. I do think Green Bay should have lost. Story for another day. Not a, not a, not a Lions fan by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, two, two uh, hands-to-the-face penalties really cost Detroit that game. Now that I got that out of my system, I think everybody – you know what? I'm saying that now. Um, what's your thoughts on Alan Lazard? I, I think he's going to be a popular player if Allison's out. I, I just think at 3K – from what we saw from the Monday night football game, you know, I even listened to um, an interview with Rogers talking about him and they said, look, he's been putting in work in practice. I'm happy for him. Proud of him. You got to think they're going to try to get this young man, the ball. Uh, if, if Allison is out. Um, so I, he, he's a guy, I think you just look at, like you said, it, it's a giant question mark, but if if, uh, if Allison is out with concussion for Sunday, we think Adams and Allison, we think the, the, the A team is going to be out. You got to like Lazard here on, on all sides. I mean, he's just going to be too cheap. He's 3K on, uh, on DK, looks like, and then he's 4-5 on FanDuel. I just don't see a way that, that you fade him with, with the amount of targets. He'll probably get five to seven targets in this game with the, with the opportunity for a touchdown because of his frame. Sorry to spend so much time on a, on a cheap player, but he's a guy I think could, could really pay off big dividends this week if Allison and Adams are out, which I'm anticipating they will be. Yeah. Um, if Adams sits and, and Allison sits, I think Lazard will be chalk. Um, how you approach that, I think it's going to be depending on, like, what you're playing, like how much – exposure you're going to play a Lazard in large field tournaments with everybody playing him a lot of stuff happened in that game like Scantling was hurt yeah like Scantling got hurt Allison got hurt Shepard fumbled um Kumaro was doing nothing Jimmy Graham got banged up like a lot happened for Alan Lazard to get there yeah Aaron Rodgers said some really good things about him the dude just helped him win a football game of course he's going to say good things about him Aaron Rodgers is a captain Aaron Rodgers is a vet. Aaron Rodgers gets the best out of people. Um, Lazard's in play. I probably won't play him as much um, as other people because I do think, like, if these guys are out – I want these guys to play. I don't even want Lazard to be a conversation piece. But <laughs> give, me, give me Kumaro. Like, honestly, like, give me the lower owned of the two in the same – like, he's only $600 more. Like, I'll, I'll take shots on Kumaro if both of those guys are out. Like, yeah. If Jimmy Graham sits, I'll take shots on Mercedes Lewis. Um, like, there's plenty of ways that you can get exposure. 
my biggest concern is like the running game. Like Aaron Jones did not look good after coming off of one of the best games of his wow. season uh, against Dallas. Like he that, really struggled in every aspect of that game. Lost the fumble. Jamal Williams looked great. Um, Green Bay loves Jamal Williams. They do. Like it, it's a thing. So like the running game is the biggest question mark for me. I don't know if I can play Aaron Jones at seventy one hundred with Jamal Williams um, coming back off of a really bad concussion and playing more snaps than Aaron Jones last week. Well, you know, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. I, I think, I think Jones is still the guy. I just think he had such a rough time at the beginning of that game, the fumble and they brought him back out there and then he dropped a wide open touchdown pass. I mean, and after that, I, I, I think they just said, okay, it's not his day today. I mean, they did kind of get him going a little bit. He played a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I, I think Jamal Williams at 4,900, 4, if you think that he is, um, you know, possibly going to take up more of the market share again in this game than Aaron Jones, and I, I think he's a guy to take a stab on at 4,900. You got to think no, he's not going to be high on this week, not at all. So, um, I, I think he's a guy, you know, you play RB2, play in the flex, either position, I, I think he'll be fine. Fair enough. We move on to the highest total on the main slate, the Rams and the Falcons. 54.5 total here. Rams favored by three in this game. Starting with the Rams side of things, uh, the Falcons are allowing the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They're allowing the second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. They're 31st in DVOA against the pass. No quarterback has struggled against them yet this season. Jared Goff looked awful last week. Oh, terrible. Um, Ooh, buddy. So, what are we doing with Chalk Jared Goff coming off of a really, really crappy week? Oh, I'm going complete fade. I, I'm, listen, I mean, I told you guys at the beginning, I, I, Josh Allen's my guy this week, you know. Um, but I, I'm, just, I'm just not going to touch Goff, especially if he's Chalk. Like, I just don't see – I don't want to say I don't see a way where he has a big game. I think he's going to be fine this week. But just for me, I think the difference between – you know, quarterback scoring isn't going to make or break my lineup. You know, if golf gets, you know, 24 and Allen gets 22, I don't feel like that's a make or break. And I'm saying that And if you're in the Millie maker and those two points cost you three spots, then, you know, don't, don't come hunting the chief. But my point is, yeah, I, I don't think golf is going to have a game that helps me separate myself in the tournament. So I'm going full fade on golf this week. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there'd be any reason for me to play him. I do. I, however, I think I get my exposure in the passing game to the other guys. So, you know, a guy like like Cooper Cup, that's just isn't he Isn't he Adam Thielen 2.0 at this point with all the targets? I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, so he's a guy. I think I think that's where I go uh, with my exposure you know, through, through this passing game, Cooper Cup, um, and, and maybe even leave it there. I'm not really interested in, in too many other guys. I do think Brandon Cooks could really get off on the turf, um, you know. So, if, if I was stacking this game, then obviously I'd definitely sprinkle him in. But Cooper Cup, far and away the number one target on this team. You know he's going to have a, have a better game than the last game, and I think that's where I'd start building my lineups. Yeah, with a chalk, with a chalk Jared Goff, um, I think a lot of people will pair him with Cup. I think Cup is the best option. I'm not saying he's not. But I love the idea of pairing with Woods, Cooks, Everett, for that matter. Like, yeah. Everett has over 20% of target share in back-to-back games now. Um, 
It will be really interesting if Gurley and Brown sit. Do every does everybody just play golf and Henderson together is like the chalk pairing? Um, I, I definitely think Henderson will be a play, but I'm not playing golf. I can tell you that right now. But that's I love. I I love Henderson. From what I saw, it's a matchup against Atlanta. He's super cheap across the industry. Like, if we get news, like Malcolm Brown didn't practice Wednesday. Gurley was limited. I need Gurley and Brown to be out to play Henderson. (laughs) Um, But I'll I'll be honest. If Gurley sits and Brown plays, I'll probably still fire some shares of Henderson just because I think he was better. Yeah, he Um, ran hard in that game, man. I I saw it. I mean, he was running hard. So – um yeah it's just it's a great matchup and then you know going to the Atlanta side of things obviously the big talk this this week is you know Jalen Ramsey getting picked up by um the Rams I personally think they gave up way too much if I'm a Jags fan I'm really happy about the trade that dude didn't want to play for us and we got a ton back for him they got a ton back for him um as far as Atlanta goes like I don't know what to assume here, and I think this is one of the biggest um, the biggest question marks of the weekend. The Rams don't usually shadow. They've had good corners, but they don't usually shadow. Jalen Ramsey is a shadow lockdown corner. It, we won't know. Sean McVay is way smarter than us, um, and he will <laughs> not come out. He's not going to come out and say, Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Julio Jones. Like, let's be realistic, folks. Um, um, so like when you're looking at it in this aspect, do you think he shadows Julio? Does it concern you whatsoever? Or, you know, what, how are you approaching Atlanta here? Well, I, I, I tried to look at that scenario as well. So here's what McVeigh did say that he wants Ramsey to play this week. So that, that was like he's playing. Let's. They gave up so much. Yeah. So so if so in in a limited amount of time, there's not much they're going to work on with him scheme wise. Obviously, he's a professional, but I think this week they have to let him do what he does. But they have to let him shadow Julio. That's that's going to be. I think that's going to be the game plan for probably. I would say ninety percent of the snaps he's going to shadow Julio outside of some prevent defense or some third and 20 or something. Even then, he'll probably still, you know, mainly mainly shadow Julio. So if that's the case, Julio's still going to get his numbers, right? But I think that makes a guy, obviously, like, like Calvin, really very interesting. I think it makes a guy like Austin Hooper even more interesting. I mean, you want to talk about another guy getting volume. Uh, Hooper and, and Julio are pretty much on the same – uh, wavelength in, the, in in terms of target share. Uh, so I, I think Hooper's a great play this week, um, you know, a, a, along with Calvin Ridley. So it's not that I don't like Julio. If you're targeting this game, if Julio's going to come in at low ownership than we think, then I think you just need to go over that. Because, I mean, he can have a slate-breaking performance. I don't care who's out there. Julio's just Julio. But obviously, we know Ramsey's a pretty good player. So I think guys like Hooper – and Ridley, uh, you know, could obviously do some damage. And maybe Hooper goes under-owned this week because of Evan Ingram. I mean, I, I, in my head, Ingram's at 30 to 35% this week, which means, you know, we could get Hooper at 8 to 10%. I just – I don't see how you fade Hooper at, at, at the same – pretty much equal target share. Um, 
in, in terms of versus their offense. So I, I really like Hooper and uh, and really those would be my top two targets from this team. Yeah, so if I'm with you, if Julio is going to be low owned, I'm loading up. Um, yeah. You know, he he Jalen Ramsey's good. I'm not saying he's not. Um, Coleman's in the slot. It's a really tough matchup for Sanu. And like Sanu's targets have been solid this season. Yeah. I think Ridley is a phenomenal play here. I think Austin Hooper is a phenomenal play. Devontae Freeman finally was like the lead guy um, last week, played 77% of the snaps, had plenty of carries, finally had that like RB1 workload. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a tougher matchup here on paper, but you know, you just look at Recently, the Rams have been kind of shredded by tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And, you know, I think that Ridley is probably my favorite play with Hooper, but I'm with you. If Hooper, if, if, if Julio Jones is going to be overlooked here, load him up. Like, Man. he's so elite, it doesn't matter who he's facing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Minnesota at Detroit, 46 total. Minnesota favored by one on the road here. Um, any interest here in the Vikings? Yeah, um, listen, you know, the Lions are playing a lot of man defense. Uh, I, I don't care about that. Um, I, I think Dalvin Cook, you know, I, I think you load him up every week from here on out. If he's playing, I think you play him. And, and uh, you know, I, I just think he's the number one target on this team. He's getting the touches. He's pretty much the lead back. I know they sprinkle in Madison, uh, you know, a few plays. But, I mean, this this guy is just doing damage this year. He, I think he's a guy you play in, in almost every matchup every week. Uh, and so, he, he's a guy I'm looking at. And Adam Thielen, always one of my favorites. Guys that get a lot of targets, I don't mind playing them against anybody. Uh, you know, if they're trying to move the ball down the field, you know, he's picking up an eight-yard catch here, ten-yard catch there, seven-yard catch here. I mean, those numbers add up. And before you, look, before you know it, he's got – you know, eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, Thielen is a guy I'm not as interested in Diggs this week. I think he'll draw Slay. But, uh, and, and like I said, Detroit's playing good defense all the way across. They're playing man, uh, and they're just, you know, daring quarterbacks to throw the ball. But I, I still like Thielen in this matchup, and I don't think he's going to get nearly the ownership that he usually would uh, because of some of these other receivers. For what it's worth, I think size-wise, Slay will shadow Thielen and Melvin will shadow Diggs. They do play a lot of man coverage. So, I, I don't mind going back to the well on Diggs. I don't mind having some Thielen. Uh, but I love Dalvin Cook. He's the he's the RB1 yeah. for me this week. Like, he's – I would much rather play Dalvin Cook um, than Barkley here, uh, in my opinion. Like, I oh. – Dalvin Cook's the guy for me this week. I think he – I think Minnesota showed last week that they can throw the ball to move the ball, but I think they go right back to this run the ball down people's throats type mentality here against Detroit, who's allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs this season. So love Dalvin Cook. I think he has two touchdown upside here. Um, Again, I'll have some Thielen. I'll have some digs. Definitely don't want Cousins. I think that my quarterback pool is going to be really small this week. Um, I love guys, and he's just not a guy that I love. Um, on the Lions side of things, obviously Minnesota's defense has been playing a lot better recently. Uh, they still kind of struggle against tight ends, but Hawkinson, you know, outside of week one really is just kind of disappointed, um, for a lot of people that were high on him. But the one guy that you can always trust in this offense is Kenny Galladay. I don't care who's covering him. He's going to get his, but I like Galladay and I like Marvin Jones here. I think both these guys are interesting. 
one interesting note is like Xavier Rhodes hasn't shadowed recently, so like Galladay might not get shadowed by Xavier Rhodes here. Um, so I, I like Kenny Galladay a lot here. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, he's a guy. I mean, Steve, I think we kind of hopped on this guy last week, week one, and we just kept rolling. Uh, no need to slow the train down. The guy's getting the targets, um, and he's going to get them every week, uh, no matter no matter who's out there. Is it a little bit tougher defense than usual? You know, yeah, absolutely. But I, I still, I, I, I still think he's going to be fine. I, I just don't see a reason to fade number one receivers that get most of the target share in their offense. And so that, that's kind of one of the things that I always look at, you know, who's getting the targets is, is, you know, and as a result, we know his ownership is going to be a lot lower this week. Um, so this is a chance, you know, where you, you get a chance to get a guy with big upside at very low ownership uh, that, you know, that that's how you take down tournaments. I mean, you know, if, it's like last week, you know, if you knew, um, uh, Darnold was coming back, and, and you looked at Roby Anderson, you know, guy that got no ownership, but, you know, big playability with the quarterback coming back. You know, those are the chances – those are the times you get a chance to, to really take down a tournament. So, uh, I think Galladay is a, a huge tournament play this week with the amount of targets he's going to get, and especially with them throwing the ball down the field. I know I'm hogging up a, a lot of time with, with the Lions, but, you know, this is – Matt Stafford is throwing the ball – down the field. It's not just dink and dunk, seven-yard Matt Stafford that was under Jim Bob Cooter. This new offensive coordinator has him pushing the ball. Uh, you know, you saw it Monday night. You've seen it against Arizona. You've seen it throughout the whole season. They're not going to change their game plan for Minnesota. They're going to push the ball. He's got big playability. You play the guy. Yeah, like Galladay and Jones both ran yeah. 28 routes last week where Daniel Amendola only ran 10. So, like, it, it's very – it's very clear to me where I would play my exposure. Um, I don't like this matchup for carry on Johnson, so he'll probably score two touchdowns here, but this is, this is a tough one. Like this, this is a tough matchup. Minnesota has been really strong against the run. Um, they're fourth in DVOA against the rush this season. Yeah. You're going to have to kind of expect Detroit to throw the ball in this one. If you're, if you're going to want to play the Lions. So Jags and Bengals, 43-and-a-half total here. Jacksonville favored by four points in this one. Uh, what do we like here for Jacksonville Jags? Man, this is one of my another one of my favorite games of the week. Uh, I, I've just been, you know, looking over the slate, and I know a lot of guys are going to be on the Arizona-New York game. You know, you know guys are going to be on the Atlanta Rams game. But you've got the Bills against Miami, and then you've got another really terrible team in football this year, the Bengals, that can't stop anybody. And you've got, you know, the mustache himself, Gardner Mustache, going against the Cincinnati Bengals with DJ Landshark roaming the streets. Ironically, Stevie, as I was looking over everything, because I know DJ Shark has had some really big games, what if I told you that D.D. Westbrook still leads this team in targets? I play DD every week, Will, waiting I, for the game. Every yeah, week I say this on this podcast. It's coming. So, you know, this is another game where you look and you see Gardner Minshew. You see Leonard Fournette. You see Westbrook. You see Shard. This Jaguars team, and, and you want to talk about, you know, more narrative. You know, now they've got Jalen Ramsey out the door. This team – could possibly go out there and play really inspired football. Everybody's been scoring on the Bengals. I don't see a reason why Minshew and Sharp don't hook up. Minshew and Westbrook don't hook up. I think this is an underrated stat 
this week uh, because of the price. I mean, you look at Minshew, he's 6900 uh, on FanDuel. If you look at him on DraftKings, he is – where's my Minshew? There is – he's 5400 Cash game playable, tournament playable. I think he's got 300-yard, three-touchdown upside this week, and especially if one of those goes to Fournette. I, I think you could be looking at a big game from these guys at pretty low ownership outside of Fournette. I do think Fournette's going to get ownership. Minshew, Sharp, Westbrook, Fournette, those four guys, load them up, man. should be a big week. Yeah, the tight end possession could be a mess. Like, you don't even mess with that. Like, there's yeah. so many injuries. Like, um, outside of, like, a site like Super Draft where you're getting those multipliers, like, that's it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very clear. And one other thing that I kind of want to point out here is, like, I don't want to play Chris Conley, but Jacksonville is running some of the most rewide sets this season. Like, you know, this dude's playing a ton of snaps. He's he's out actually like out snapping Westbrook right now. So just want to throw that out there. Love Fournette too. Let's not forget about one of the highest volume running backs in the league this season, Jeez. facing one of the worst defenses in the league against the run. Uh, so love Fournette. I think Fournette's a cash game play this week. Um, love the love the Jag side. I'm with you and like. Going here to the Bengals side of things, like everybody and their mother got burned by Tyler Boyd last week. Um, AJ Green is getting closer and closer. I don't think he plays this week. I still think he's a couple weeks away. If Green sits Tyler Boyd at $5,600, I don't care. I played him in cash last week. Um, I will go right back to the well here on Tyler Boyd with his target share. But I, I will say, like, on Tate at a 31.5% target share last week. You can't just overlook that. Um, so those are the two guys that I'm looking at here on Cincinnati. And I don't hate the idea of playing Joe Mixon. I hate it. Uh, he's been terrible. But DVOA tells us Jacksonville's the worst team in the league against the run. Joe Mixon's going to bound to have that two-touchdown game. So – if if you're if you're like Will and you're like I am in this game and you expect this game to go over the total, you expect this game to score points, you got to have some Cincinnati exposure too because they got to keep up with Jacksonville if, if you're expecting that type of game. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, this is one of those games where, let's say I, I wanted to go almost full game stack here. I mean, I would legit play Gardner, Gardner Mustache, Leonard Fournette, and then Sharp or Westbrook or Conley, like I, I'd rotate him out. And then I, for sure, like Tyler Boyd is a guy at 5,600 this week, not too far off from, from T.Y. Hilton, who everybody's probably going to play. You got you to gotta think Tyler Boyd is going to be what half the ownership of a guy like Hilton this week. Auden Tate's probably going to be half of that ownership. Uh, I, I think in a game set, you just take Gardner, you take Fournette, you take one of Sharp, Westbrook, or Conley, you know, if, if you you know this this is the scenario. Let's say you were playing ten to fifteen lineups. I probably run it just like that: Gardner, Leonard, Sharp, Boyd, Gardner, Gardner, Leonard, Sharp, Tate, Gardner, Leonard, Sharp. You know, uh, uh, mix it like I, I, I mix it up and, and go from there, man. And then you know, don't even forget about Andy Dalton. I know he's hasn't been great, but you know he's had a couple three hundred yard games this season. I really like this game as a whole. Uh, not Both sides, I'm with you, Stevie. I think this is a good one. 
San Francisco at Washington taking on the Redskins. Probably my least favorite game on the weekend. Um, <laughs> 41 total. San Francisco's favored by 10 on the road here. 49ers want to do two things. They want to run the ball and they want to play defense. Um, they're using three running backs, which makes it very hard to figure out which running back you want to play. Um, Coleman has been the guy that's been getting the most carries, but like snaps, they're all so close. Coleman did out snap Brita by about 20% last week. I, I think like San Francisco defense is my favorite defense on the week. I, I think they're the best defense in the league right now. I think they have the best secondary. I think Washington is garbage. Um, so I, I think you play the 49ers defense, you mix in some Coleman. Might be a week that you mix in a little George Kittle, but there's so many good tight ends this week, Will. I just don't know if, like, this is a week that I play a lot of Kittle. Um, I like some of these cheaper guys more. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's one thing I will say, man. I, you, if you guys have listened to me on any type of NFL parts, you know, certain times I will zig when others zag. And, I, you know, I don't want to overthink what's happening with Evan Ingram this week. Obviously, I understand based on just – if you just go back and look at the box scores, you just see plainly that tight ends as of the first six weeks are just really destroying uh, Arizona. Even a guy like Will Disley had himself a game. Um, but uh, George Kittle, man, you know, guys that are high-volume tight ends, you know, he's a guy I love this week. He's great leverage off of a guy like Ingram. I mean, I think he would be the only guy who would play from San Francisco, especially with him being 200 more than Ingram on DK. Has the cute, has the questionable tag as well. You've you got to think Kittle's – I mean, like I said, if Ingram's at 30%, Kittle's probably at 8%. So, I, I, I like Kittle this week. I think Kittle – is really the ultimate leverage play. You know, Hooper's a little bit cheaper. Wall is a little bit cheaper. Kittle, 200 more, ultimate leverage play off of a guy like Ingram. My favorite play in the San Francisco offense. In fact, my only play. I wouldn't play anybody else. Yeah, and I get that. Um, well, you're going to want some exposure to this defense. They're, oh, well, they're I, bad, I, man. They're yeah, bad. Yeah. I uh, Man, um, as far as Washington goes – Listen, I said this on the show that I did uh, with Andy Means Wednesday, the the live show on Roto-Grinders. I, I give Crane credit for McCall, McClellan, McClellan in, or in week one. Um, I've played him a ton since then. I want nothing to do with McLaurin, uh, McLaurin at, at 6,100 facing what I feel like is the best defense in the league this season. Um that's all. Even if he gets ten targets here, which he probably will, uh, no chance. Um, I want nothing to do with Washington this week. Yep, Washington's going to get a big no for me uh, on this slate. Won't touch it with the ten foot pole. Good old fashioned Chief Justice. No, we move on. Chargers Titans forty total. Tennessee is favored by two in this game. It's a forty total. Like I said, um, any interest here in the Chargers? Well, I do have some slight interest. Uh, God, for some reason, man, I'm, I'm really kind of checking out these tight ends this week. But Hunter Henry had himself a game on Monday night. Uh, and he's not going to play a full complement of snaps, maybe like some of these other guys. But I think the targets are going to be there. This is going to be a slow-paced game. But he's a guy I just kind of, you know, have my fingers on. Uh, you know, Keaton Allen is always a guy that, that I think we can play. He's another one of those guys – 
I don't really care as much about the matchup because the amount of volume he gets. And so you got to think a guy like Keenan Allen at 6,700 this week going into Tennessee, probably one of the slowest, uh, one probably one of the slowest football teams in, in, in the NFL in terms of pace uh, or amount of plays run or the time between plays, however you want to look at it. You know, this offense wants to ground and pound. Uh, I know the targets haven't really been there since the Houston game, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not worried about that in tournaments. He's not like a top-tier play. He's not a guy that I'm just like, all right, let, let's jam him in every lineup. But I think in, in large field tournaments, you have to get yourself some Keenan Allen exposure. Uh, this is a guy that can really destroy a slate if, if, if you're not looking at him. So uh, he's probably my only guy. I, I don't think I want to play anybody else outside of him and uh, Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry, obviously you talked about it already. Um, came back, only played 69% of the snaps. But, Will, he, he ran 32 rounds. Like, I don't – if you're going to play 69% of the snaps and you're going to run all those routes, I don't care. Like, yeah. if you're going to run that many routes, he had nine targets. He had three red zone targets. He was tight end number one last week. Um, obviously, Hunter Henry had a massive, massive game. Uh, like Hunter Henry a lot. I'm a little skimmish on – Keenan Allen, just there's so many mouths to feed now. Like, Phillip Rivers is playing terrible. He looks awful. But, like, Melvin Gordon's there. Eckler's there. Mike Williams is a huge red zone threat. Like, Keenan Allen is still going to be the guy that gets a ton of targets. But I would much rather take Mike Williams at lower price and higher touchdown equity, in my opinion. So, I like Mike Williams a lot on FanDuel and Yahoo, touchdown-type sites. But Hunter Henry, um, and this is just a game that I don't want to go – too crazy on um just because i just don't expect a ton of production here i wouldn't be shocked if if, if the chargers come out and play a lot better though like get their stuff together in this one so well, ryan Tannehill's at quarterback so i would be firing up some chargers defense i can tell you that yeah for sure um <laughs> so to talk to that point i might be on an island but like we really don't know what to expect with ryan Tannehill, right nope. like he had terrible structure in Miami every time he played there. The pieces that he had around him weren't great. I'm not saying that the pieces around him are great here in Tennessee. Um, he was injured so much. So I, I don't want to just poo-poo on Ryan Tannehill. I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, but <laughs> I know. I, know. Like, I don't want to poo-poo on Ryan Tannehill because, like, we really never got this. This is a first round. Like, he was a first rounder, right? I'm pretty sure he was a first round draft pick. Like, I don't want to poo-poo on Ryan Tannehill. He can't be worse than Mariota. Mariota has been terrible this season. So, I, I don't know what to expect. I will say I will say two things. I have interest in Delaney Walker because Ryan Tannehill loved Charles Clay when they played together in Miami, focused on his tight end a ton. And I, he likes safe, easy throws. So, I think Adam Humphreys is a large field tournament play this weekend because he likes those short type of throws – Derrick Henry always has touchdown equity. I'm not playing Tannehill, but I don't want to just completely overlook Tennessee in large field tournaments. Cash games, single entry tournaments, probably not playing these guys, but in large field stuff, these are types of guys that if Tannehill goes out and he locks in on Delaney Walker, throws him 10 targets, and he scores two touchdowns, and he outscores every other tight end on the slate, he's going to be 3% owned. Like I, I just don't want to – instantly write off the Tennessee Titans because Ryan Tannehill, who has a ton of question marks around him, he could go out and throw three picks. That's why you play the Chargers defense too. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. I, I totally get that. 
Me personally, the only guy I'm interested in is, is Derek Henry. Um, I, I'd just rather take a wait-and-see approach. And I, I don't think Tannehill's terrible. But, you know, in football, I always give a quarterback if they're going to make a change. I, I, I kind of have, like, this three-game rule. Like, the first game, it's not going to be good. The second game, you know, it'll it'll be a little better. Tannehill's been in the league a lot longer than some quarterbacks that get their start. So, but he's in, you know, maybe he's in a slightly different system. They're probably going to give the ball to Henry, try to keep it out of his hands a little bit. But I'm I'm not expecting him to score a lot. Um, so I'm that that's my reason for having some interest in the Chargers. Uh, but Derek Henry would be the only guy from Tennessee that I'd be interested in this week. Yeah, uh, I completely understand that. Again, if I'm playing Henry, it's probably more on like a FanDuel or Yahoo, get that touchdown equity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baltimore at Seattle, 49 total. Seattle's favored by three and a half. Like, if we're looking at most main slates, like Fantasy Draft includes the Eagles and Cowboys game. But if we're looking at like a DraftKings or a FanDuel main slate, this is the game that you're really worried about if you're leading a tournament at the end of the one o'clock games, because these two quarterbacks are so fun and they are both playing phenomenal this season. Let's start with Baltimore. Will Lamar Jackson looks awesome uh, this season. What are we doing here with Baltimore? Well, first of all, Stevie, I just want to say that I completely agree with your sentiment on this game. In fact, if you don't want this game to destroy your hopes, you may need to play the 1 p.m only Uh, (laughs) that may be the only way that someone from this game does have a major impact i i I think you look at baltimore and the favorite guy on baltimore for me this week is actually actually mark ingram Uh, i i love 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 him this week um i i think you know we've we've kind of seen we saw what nick chubb was able to do last week as well i I like mark ingram here i think i I think he's a solid play across the board i know you know he's not going to have uh, you know, the, the targets like a Fournette. Like, do I think Fournette's a better play? Absolutely. Uh, do I think David Johnson's a better play? For sure. But I do think that Ingram has, because this team runs the ball so much, I think he has two touchdown upside anytime he takes the field. And as a result, you know, that's something I, I, I kind of want to look at. So he's a guy like, obviously, the best player on this team, you know, hands down is Lamar Jackson because of rushing upside. You saw that last week. Uh, but if, if I was playing this game, Jackson and Ingram would kind of be my pair. Maybe a little bit of Mark Andrews. I know it seems like he's slowing down a little bit, but the targets are still there. Uh, so he's a guy I still like. I mean, he had eight targets last week uh, in Cincinnati. So his, his targets are very stable. Another guy I think you can pivot off of some of this chalk. And if he has one of those 100-yard touchdown games, that he can easily uh, be your highest score tight end. So those three guys, I, I, I like Hollywood Brown because he's a big play waiting to happen, but I think I don't think I need him this week. So, uh, you know, Jackson, Ingram, and Andrews, those would be my three guys that, that I look at this game. Yeah, Marquise Brown, obviously, still dealing with that ankle injury, did not practice Wednesday, did not practice at all last week, even in limited fashion. So, If Marquise Brown sits, Mark Andrews is a phenomenal play. We kind of saw Snead, Boykin, Moore, Seth Roberts, like everybody played, got routes. Uh, Targets were really spread out um, as far as the wide receivers go. Like Snead had five, Boykin had three, Moore had three, Roberts had two. 
but Mark Andrews had eight. Like yes. Mark Andrews, it, it's it, it's Lamar Jackson. It, it's pairing with Mark Andrews. Listen, Will, I, I like your love for Mark Ingram. I, I think that he's a guy that's super solid each and every week. But if we're going to continue to see Mark Ingram chalk every single week, he's just going to be a guy that I'm underweight on every week. Like, there's no reason that this guy should be 30% owned. Um, oh, no, no. If he's it, that, was so, it was the weirdest ownership last week in the Millie oh, Maker. Like, forget so, it. If he's that high speed, then, you know, I'm hands off. There's no way. I played Mark Ingram this week at 30%. Not when you, I mean, there's tons of other guys I like that. Take Carson on the other side at yeah. the same price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate this week is DK Metcalf uh, switching over to the Seattle side of things. Jimmy Smith will be back this week for Baltimore, it sounds like. That's obviously going to help them. Will Disley has been the red zone guy um, for this team this season. And if Disley's not going to play here, He's season injury, season ending injury service or season ending surgery on Thursday. Uh, so he's done. Like he tore his Achilles. He's done. So DK Metcalf is the guy for me. Um, I know Jaron Brown got involved. Tyler Lockett's involved. But if we think red zone, we think big dudes, we look at pricing. DK Metcalf is, is a guy that I will be way overweight on this weekend. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I mean, Luke Wilson may get a target or two, but I'm with you, man. DK Metcalf, big guy. Uh, and even even Tyler Lockett, man, if he's going to keep being Tommy Totap in the back of the end zone, just go ahead and fire him up too. Um, this is a good spot, man. And I'm not saying uh, this is the, the top game on the slate, but, you know, Russell Wilson works his magic. Chris Carson gets in the end zone. You know, and then you get concentrated targets now between Lockett and Metcalf. It, it should just be a big game. I know Jerron Brown caught two touchdowns last week. Don't care about that. Lockett, Metcalf, Carson Wilson. That's where most of the uh, that's where most of the production is going to come from on this team. So, uh, I, I think you fire all those guys up with confidence. All right. Um... And just so you guys know, um, Russell Wilson very much in play. Like, I, oh, yeah, I know that's what, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Luke Wilson. I hope nobody misunderstood that. No, I, meant, I know you meant Russell. I just oh, meant, like, I, I talked about all these guys, and I even mentioned Russell Wilson. Like, I just wanted to go back <laughs> to that really quick. Uh, Saints and Bears, 38-and-a-half uh, total here. Chicago favored by three-and-a-half in this one. Is there anything here on the Saints that you like? <sighs> No, I, man, I just don't think I need the Saints. I know Michael Thomas is going to get crazy targets again. And like I said, guys like him, Julio, I, I don't ever mind playing those guys in any type of tournament. And, and here's why I'm saying that. If it happens to be a low-scoring week, you might need a Michael Thomas nine-catch, 90-yard game and no touchdowns. Like, if, there, if it were to happen to be a low-scoring week. So, I don't mind guys like him. But outside of that, man, I, I don't see anybody that I want to play. They're in Chicago. This is going to be a tough game. Maybe the first game that Bridgewater loses, you know, uh, Sands Drew Brees. If, if they win this one, uh, look out NFC South. They're probably going to run away with this thing. But Michael Thomas will probably be the only guy – uh, that I, I look at playing this week just because I, I, I know he can get the production. Yeah, I think you could look at Latavius Murray if Kamara doesn't end up playing. Like, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't mind Michael Thomas. Jared Cook's a little banged up right now too. So, 
like Thomas could see like 15 targets in this game. So even in a tough matchup against Chicago, I still think he's worth looking at. Like I, I like playing elite players against good defenses. And like, that's this is one of those spots where I, I think you can certainly look at that. And we think, think back to Chicago and what Josh Jacobs just did. If Alvin Kamara doesn't play here, I think you have to look at Latavius Murray. I don't think Alvin Kamara is a hundred percent. So even if he does play, I don't think I'd play him here. So, on the Chicago side, it sounds like Mitch Trubisky is going to play, resume throwing on Wednesday on his hurt shoulder. Um, we were kind of hoping when we went to that London game that David Montgomery was going to get a lot of work. And with them trailing so much in that game to Oakland, like we just didn't really see much there. What are we looking at here for Chicago? Man, I, I'm actually – I think I'm going to pass on Chicago. I actually feel like I have more interest in the Saints defense on the road, which is, which is you know, ironic. But I think I've got much more interest in the Saints defense than I do the Bears. So, uh, I'm actually going to fade this whole offense this week. This will for sure be offense that I, I wouldn't take a single player. Large field tournaments will. Um, I do not mind throwing Anthony Miller out there. Marshawn Lattimore going to shadow Allen Robinson. Um, P.J. Williams suspended. They're going to have a backup slot corner to what they already think P.J. Williams is good. So, large field tournaments. I'm looking for guys to pivot off of Lazard. Let's just be honest. Like, if this you. happens and Lazard's really popular, I'm not going to go out and play 25% Anthony Miller, but I will have some exposure to Anthony Miller. He's their, he's their slot guy. Gabriel on the outside is in a, in a tough matchup with Eli Apple. I like the call on the Saints defense. I like the call on the Chicago Bears defense. I think this is a defensive game. So, But just throwing it out there, large field tournaments. Um Philly at Dallas to finish this off here. Uh, if you're playing over on Fantasy Draft or Yahoo, this is on the main slates. Uh, 49 and a half total. Dallas is favored by three in this one. It's going to be a good football game. Um, you definitely want to get some exposure to this one over there on Fantasy Draft. What are we looking at here on Philadelphia? Well, I mean, I, I know that this guy has not had a, a big game all year. But I, Zach Ertz is a guy I think you just keep playing him. He's another, he's another high-volume tight end. Uh, you know, guys like him, you, you just fire them up. So, on a site like Fantasy Draft, you got to think Ertz is going to have much lower ownership than some of these guys. So, I think he's a guy you look at. Uh, Miles Sanders is, is starting to get, you know, some, some work in the passing game. But I'm still, I'm still not quite sold on him, Stevie. I just – you know, I, I, I can't trust a guy with, with, you know, minimal rushing attempts and a few targets. I know he's, he's really been outperforming uh, the opportunity. And so I just – he's a guy I just can't play. I'd much rather play a guy like Jordan Howard. But, uh, you know, Zach Ertz would be my top play, followed by Deshaun Jackson if he's in. Th those two guys and maybe a sprinkle across Carson Wentz. But that's about it for me. Alshon Jeffrey is too cheap on Fantasy Draft this week. He is 11-7. He is the guy that is going to have the most targets outside of maybe Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah. The, the touchdown equity on top of the catches. Like, Carson Wentz loves Alshon Jeffrey. He had a very tough matchup against Minnesota last week and still had a phenomenal game. It goes back to good players against elite defenses still getting there. Love the price on Elshon Jeffrey on Fantasy Draft. I haven't looked on Yahoo, but touchdown equity is important over there. Miles Sanders got there last week. Um, if you played Miles Sanders last week, 
congratulations. You got the long touchdown. He still only played 30% of the snaps. It's just – is Miles Sanders good? He is very good. Yeah. Will they give him 50% of the snaps? Nope. Not yet. Um, so, until we start to see – and, like, we started to see a trend that way, and then all of a sudden last week, Jordan Howard, you know, right back to 62% of the snaps. So, um, I like Miles Sanders. I, I just – this is not a guy that I'll be playing a lot. Um, if I'm playing the showdown, Sunday night showdown, DraftKings, FanDuel, I'll probably throw in some Miles Sanders. I think that's a completely different format. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So – um, and then on the Dallas side of things here, Ezekiel Elliott is just becoming a guy that's running routes, getting targets, and coming off a game where he had 28 carries. Volume-wise, Ezekiel Elliott is a top-tier option. Um, and he's expensive. He's the third-highest-priced running back on the slate. But honestly, he's not, like, not out of the price where you can make it work. Well, let me just say this. And it's because of what you're talking about with Zeke and his work in the passing game. The Eagles secondary is terrible. Riddled. (laughs) I mean, they might as well have me out there playing safety. It's awful. So I, I think Zeke's in play. I think any receiver from the Cowboys this week is in play. If Cooper sits, Cobb is out. Which you know those guys will play. Could play. But if Gallup's the number one, I think you just look at Gallup. He's going to catch a touchdown. Tavon Austin will probably also catch a touchdown. This this pass defense from the Eagles, it, I mean, it's it's just terrible. It's terrible. That's all I can say. So, you fire up Dak. I I think Dak's in play. I think Zeke's in play. In fact, you know, if you you wanted to get exposure and, and not play any receivers because there's so many other guys, you just play, you can just play Dak and Zeke together, and, and I think both of them could be on their way to thirty point fantasy games this week. That that's how bad I think this Eagles defense is playing right now. With that being said, they could also still win the game, which is which is crazy because Dallas has just been in meltdown mode. But uh, Dak and Zeke, I think those are your primary targets, and then you know wait on the news from Cooper and Cobb and see what happens. Yeah, Cooper uh, obviously he didn't practice. He's dealing with an ankle and now okay. a quad injury. Thigh bruise. Yeah, yeah, thigh bruise. Um, Gallup is dealing with a little bit of a knee. I don't really expect it to be too much. Um, If you listen to this podcast last week, I was very high on Gallup. I'm going right back to the well here. Um, I I love this spot for him. If you want a min salary punt, if Cooper doesn't play, Tavon Austin had five targets or five catches last week. I think that this you, you want to attack this Dallas or this Philadelphia secondary. I'm with you on that. Um, and, and then Jason Witten's always a guy that is kind of a safety net and gets targets because of that. But he's going to need to score a touchdown to really get there. Um, and I think he only has um, – I think he scored touchdowns in first of the two, first two games. I think there's better tight end plays this week. But I love Michael Gallup going right back to the well on that one. So. Let's play the morning grind game, Will, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, give me a running back that you like for over 100 rushing yards that's not in the top five in price. This one's not fair. Like, this yeah, one is I'm, I'm, so I'm, obviously easy this week. I'm not going to use Leonard Fournette because that's that's the cheat code this week. I'm going to give you someone that we talked about that, you know, we think could be it for a big day if the right scenario presents itself. Let's go Joe Mixon at 5K, man. Joe Mixon, 5K. 
All right. I actually like a few guys down here to get um, to have big games. Josh Jacobs is the other guy that I oh, like yeah. in this range. Oh, yeah. Funnel, funnel defense matchup. Um, I also think Carlos Hyde has the upside to potentially get there, too. I like some of these cheaper running backs this week. Um, wide receiver for over 100 receiving yards. Um, not the top five. Who do you like? Man, let's let's go uh, let's go DJ Shark, man. I, I think he's he's got a role to just really break the slate this week. All right, um, DK Metcalf. Um, I, I've already kind of pointed out that I really like DK Metcalf this week. He's my guy. I, I think he goes over a hundred. I think he scores a touchdown. I think DK Metcalf has his coming out game this week um, against Baltimore. So. Um, give me a tight end for a touchdown, not top five. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with someone I talked about way back at the beginning. Let's go Darren Fells, 3,100. Oh, I like that. Will's back off the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, the easy answer here, um, is Hunter Henry. I don't like easy answers. So I'm going to say Everett finds a touchdown here. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that call. All right, Will, give me a under 5K flex to score over 20 points this week. I should have saved this for DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> under 5K to score over 20, right? Yep. Man, you, you know this? There's a fair amount of guys. Man, look, I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that's near and dear to your heart. Let's see if we can pull it off this week. If, if he's going to do it. This has to be the week. Let's go D.D. Westbrook, man. Let's go I like, I like how you this hedged here. You, you, you have 100 receiving yards for Chark, and you have over 20 points for Westbrook. You took my guy. Um, <laughs> I, no, but, I like but, that. But I legit think D.D. could do it, though. I mean, you got to think if he gets eight catches for, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown, that's your 20. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I think um, See, I was trying to find the guy that I want to take is over 5K. So I'm going to take Carlos Hyde so I don't waste a yeah. bunch of time here looking for somebody. I'm going to take Hyde for over 20 points. Uh, give me a quarterback that's going to throw for 300-plus yards this week. Oh, man. Give, give me my boy. Listen, so let me say this. Josh Allen is my number one quarterback on this league. Josh Allen. I just don't think he's going to throw for 300. Give me Gardner Minshew. Gardner I was going to say, you have all this exposure to these wide receivers in Jacksonville. Like, that, you better be saying Gardner Minshew here. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, my, my 300-plus guy this week. Um, coming off of matchups against New England and Minnesota, not the best matchups in the world, and now getting a matchup with Arizona, Daniel Jones is your sleeper quarterback pick this week. Yeah, um, I like it. I don't even know if he's a sleeper, but I'm going to go Daniel Jones – He's already shown us the ability to go over 300. I think he goes over 300 again. Um, had a rough game against Washington, too, but this is the spot Daniel Jones gets back on track. So, give me Daniel Jones for over 300. Will, before we get out of here, any final thoughts? No, man. Let's, let's, have, some fun. Uh, let's have some fun. I'm, I'm excited to be back with you guys. Thanks, Stevie. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, and, and good luck, everybody out there. Good, good to be back, man. I'm pumped. Well, we're definitely glad to have you back here, and uh, we missed you. So, appreciate you joining us, and uh, we're going to get out of here for Thursday. Tomorrow, 
Grant and I will be talking NBA. We're going to talk about some stats that we like. We're going to talk about some important roster moves. NBA starts back up next week, so we're going to give our thoughts on stuff that we like to look at for NBA. So we're going to do an NBA podcast. If there is anything that you'd like to know or hear on the Friday podcast for NBA, tweet at me. You can DM me. You can just tweet me um, and just let me know, and we'll discuss it. So I'm going to send out a tweet as well. That's going to wrap it up here for week seven of NFL. He is Chief, the Chief, the Snacks. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest this weekend, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.